Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. This is Dimity, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but it is snowing and it is May 1st. For the love of whatever is up above those clouds, can you please bring spring to Denver? Oh, Oh my my gosh. gosh. This morning on NPR, they were saying how... um, St. Paul and, and, you know, the Twin Cities, they are just not, they, they forget what spring must be like. And I'm, and they were talking about how it was supposed to snow there. And I'm like, oh, that's, that would not work for me. You mentioned, you meant we were in California last week. You mentioned like, oh, it's so nice to see leaves on the trees. And I can't believe, are you telling me there's not leaves on the trees there? No, no. I mean, our lilac bushes are, you know, they've got a couple little sprouts, baby sprouts trying to make their way through the cold, hard winter. But, um, but really, the, the, the part that's the hardest is that soccer practice for my seven-year-old son keeps getting canceled. Oh. And lordy child, because the, the fields are too wet. And so... Like, <laughs> are you sure you don't live in Portland, Oregon? <laughs> exactly. And so he's supposed to be practicing, you know, for an hour and 15 minutes twice a week and then have his games. And so far, like, I would say we're, like, batting, like, 55% for, for making practices. And, you know... I, I could care less if he likes soccer. All I want him to do is just go run around, <laughs> get all his yayas out because yowzers. It's just a lot of energy in that well, kid. See, because we have um, spring soccer because of the presumption that there will be a lot of rain. We don't have practices during spring soccer because they don't want the fields to get that mucked up. And and yes, that did have an M at the beginning. Um, and and But then the, the ironic thing is it really hasn't rained much this spring, so uh, they could have had practice. But um, yeah, we have a banner day today. Um, we record the podcast on Wednesdays. And so John has gymnastics and then he goes straight to piano uh, which is at school it's an after-school program and then I'm picking him and Daphne up from that and to go straight to his baseball game so he actually has Holy been cow. yeah and uh Bring and then on snacks. yeah and then on Saturday when I will be in Vancouver British Columbia he Woo-hoo! he has um uh I guess baseball at nine and soccer at eleven and um, yeah, Jack's gonna be juggling big time because the girl Daphne has a nine o'clock soccer, and Phoebe has ten twenty. But anyway, enough about right. them. I'm going to be in Vancouver, <laughs> British Columbia. Yeah, I know you got you got a little thong to run, don't you? Oh yeah, I that do. Have a G on the end. That wasn't a thong. It was thong. <laughs> a thong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, marathon number 10 for me. And I told somebody that on the phone, somebody I used to work with. And she said, oh, this year? I'm like, no, in my life. Um, <laughs> so I think I might have a reputation of a of a crazy person. Um, so yeah, so uh, if people are listening to this when it first hits the air, um, and it's between, I guess, maybe 8 noon Pacific daylight time on Sunday, think about me running... In glorious Vancouver, BC, with a course that has seventy uh, percent of the course has uh, views of the water. I'm very excited awesome. for that. And um, Dimity, I thought I I put on my Dimity hat yesterday, and I checked the weather. 
I was about to say, yeah. So what are you wearing and what the temperature, what's the temperature going to mm-hmm. be? Yeah. So as of yesterday, I have not again checked it today, but they were, um, they, the weather app on my phone was predicting a high of 72 and a low of 52. And so I'm not fretting too much about the 72 because I figure that's like by like four o'clock in the afternoon. So I think it'll be kind of 52 to maybe by the time I finish, it'll be low 60s. So that's really lovely. And they're showing full okay. sunshine. So, nice. So Molly, my my partner in crime on this one, we are packing sunscreen and we are both going to wear badass Mother Runner tanks. Um, and nice. We, before, are you wearing the blue one or the black one? Well, Just I got to I got to say, Dim, before Boston, um, I was going to wear the black one, but now I'm wearing the blue one because uh, inadvertently it is pretty much Boston colors. It's, you know, royal blue tank, and then the lettering is a very vivid yellow, and then the other family shoes are kind of aqua. But so Molly and I will be twinsies. We're both wearing that tank top, and um, I have my Saucony Capris, and I wore them on a test run on Sunday, and they do not slip, they do not slide, they do not irritate the lady parts. Which, nice, nice. Yeah, it sounds but, like you're ready to rip it up, man. I am. I am. And, and, and how are you, how are you feeling about the KMs? I mean, I love that you're going to do kilometers. Like that's so fun. How I many KMs is it? It's my impression. It's 42. Am I right? Am I right? A a. Uh, it's, 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 I mean, like, so when I ride my bike, you know, I can go through the miles so much faster than I can on my feet. And though, even though you're going to be on your feet, obviously, you're going to still be the same speed. Like the KMs are just going to quick off so much faster than when you're running miles. Like it's two thirds. I'm done. Two thirds of a mile. I'm done. I'm moving. I'm moving. Like, I just love that feeling. Right. Oh, I know. I think, oh, the, the distance will rack up a whole lot, whole lot faster. And, um, yeah, it's. I mean, Molly's very, very excited. This is Molly's second marathon, and I got had the privilege of running part of the last um, bit of it with her, her first marathon. So, and she was in great form on that one. Oh my gosh, she was cracking great jokes around mile twenty one, twenty two, which I'm still in awe of. And, and of course, they seemed hilarious at the time. Um, I won't. And you weren't even delusional. You were just jumped into mile twenty. <laughs> well, I have to quote her best line at mile twenty-two. She turns to me, no preamble whatsoever, and she goes, "You know, I'm only running this so I don't have to cook dinner tonight." <laughs> <laughs> I just, it just seemed very funny. Um, Molly has a very dry wit, um, so she's very excited. I have to say, um, I, I don't know whether it's because I was injured in the beginning, and so the, you know, it seemed kind of iffy. But I am not fully emotionally on board yet. Uh, and I'm hoping, I, I figure we are starting our drive tomorrow night. We um, have the privilege of going to a special lunch on Friday that Bart Yasso will be at. So, and Molly's so excited to meet him. And so... Uh, Got to take a picture. Oh, most definitely. And oh, Molly's already trying to figure out what she'll wear to meet Bart. Um, so we have to be there. We have to be in Vancouver at about 11 on Friday. So that would be, it's a six hour drive from here. So we're going to drive up um, to Seattle, which is three hours on Thursday night, then get an early start on Friday. So I know as soon as I get in the car and start talking to her and, you know, play some playlists and things like that, I'll, I'll really get in the mood and get excited. Yeah. And I, I, many, many thanks to Emily on putting up that banner the cover photo on facebook that was a you kept that a secret from me and that was a real joy to click over there so thank you very much it's very arts and craftsy i there's a lot of things i wish i could have done differently but at some point i gotta say good enough i'm throwing it up oh yeah Um, yeah and i have already i'm like yeah i need to find someone who's talented who can do something like that for you for iron man no no you don't no you don't you absolutely don't um and no, I can teach you how to do it. It's not hard to do. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, I think once you get up there and like you're, you know, kind of soaking up the the thon fumes for like two full days, you'll be totally ready and raring to go. Yeah, so. I also um, so I've been to, last time I was in, I've been to Vancouver, BC twice before, and the last time was when I went up for to promote Run Like a Mother, and just what a beautiful, beautiful city with such wonderful people in it, and and I just. So it's kind of hard in my mind to visualize it. I know once I get there and see Stanley Park and see the you know views of the mountains across the water, I'm just going to be like, yes, this is why I chose this marathon and, and it's going to be awesome. So, yes, I do believe that. We are, we are sending you belief and love and, and good vibes and all that. Um, and, and we'll all be thinking about you on you and Molly on Saturday, Sunday morning. <laughs> <I'm thinking laughs> Saturday morning. No. I know you will. Thank you. Thank you. So now we're going to bring on a special guest. It is Danielle Lavolsi, and she is a mom of three who runs on occasion. And uh, perhaps most importantly for this, what we're going to talk about, she is the creator and founder of Nutso, which is Omega-7, 7-Nut, and Seed Butter, which if I know you, Dimity, you've probably already had some either on your toast this morning or on a banana for your midday snack. <laughs> or my, my 10 a.m. snack, my 11 a.m. snack. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I, I love that stuff. On Ezekiel bread, man, you got your nutso, you got your Ezekiel, you put it together, like it's more nuts and seeds than, you know, a bird eats in a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Danielle, thank you for joining us. We're excited to talk to you. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. So tell us about yourself as a mother. Um, you have um, two sons, I know, but you also have an older daughter. Is that right? I do. Yeah. She's 24 and uh, she's actually getting her master's in special education. So uh, Jackie uh, was around 12 when we adopted our two sons. Hmm. Well, and, and tell us about, I mean, I love your story. So so give us give us kind of a blow by blow of how your lovely two sons came into your life. Well, it was, it was nothing that was planned per se, which is always kind of great. Um, it wasn't like I was sitting around in my 20s thinking, ooh, I'm going to adopt someday. Uh, and Jackie, uh, I had Jackie, you know, in my younger years. And so she was always, you know, asking for a brother and sister and throwing pennies and wishing wells and all that good stuff. <laughs> and I would just <laughs> look at her and uh, my husband, Kevin, who has been her father, um, basically, would you know, we just kind of chuckle because we'd had conversations. Uh, and, you know, I just, I don't know how to explain it, but I really didn't feel like I was going to have any more biological children. Like I just didn't. And, uh, so anyway, we kind of fast forward and we had moved out to California in 99. Again, you know, just getting settled in my career. I'd been uh, back in New York City working in uh, advertising. And so we'd moved out to San Diego uh, and, you know, kind of starting a new life, living with my sister and her new husband, God bless them. Uh, and, you know, watching uh, 2020 in our bed at 10 o'clock at night on a Friday. And we just, you know... Watched. I love 2020s, and we were watching about Romanian orphanages, and um, it was. Pretty, I'm sure most people have seen that episode, and uh, you know it was just so unbelievably heart wrenching. So mm -hmm. went to bed, just said goodnight, love you, and um, it just kind of stayed with me the next morning. And of course, I bounced it off Jackie, who I pretty much knew she was going to be a yes. <laughs> but I had said I was just like, hey, what do you think about if we adopted a brother or sister for you? You know, and of course, she jumped all over the place, and then. Kevin was um, actually in the reserves. He's a pilot in the Navy for 10 years. And then he went to a reserve squadron out here uh, on the weekends flying. And um, 
So he called me at noon every day or on when he was in the reserves. And uh, so he happened to call me. We chit-chatted for a little bit. And I was like, hey, well, um, you remember that, you know, 2020 last night? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, what do you think? I'm like, we both have really cool families. And I mean, I love my dog. I mean, I'm sure I can love somebody else's, you know, biological child like my own. And um, he was his really cool quote, the best thing he's ever said to me in the 20 some years that we've known each other was, that's why I married you. That's oh. all he said. And fast forward and um, we went and got Gregory a year later. He was three and a half years old. He had lived in an orphanage since he was six months old and he was in the Ukraine. So um, it just kind of changed our lives forever. It's amazing how, you know, life takes you in different journeys and you know, now it's the, it's the number one thing that we're trying to change is kind of the orphanages all over and the, you know, children who are born into situations that they obviously have no help with so yeah so that yes and how long was it after you got uh, adopted Gregory that you adopted your second son yeah so we adopted Gregory in 2002 and we adopted Matthew who was one and a half years old in 2005 hmm. so about three years it takes about a good year to actually go through the whole process I mean you you know have to do everything it's FBI checks all that good stuff I think everybody that has a child should have to go through the same stuff <laughs> <laughs> definitely prepares you and so and and uh and and is um matthew from the ukraine as well yeah so they're not biological brothers but they um both came from the same uh you know the same country of course and they like that that's kind of their little common bond i mean they're very opposite you know greg's like the scientist in a he's a brainiac and um and then matthew's like you know the little sports jock so it's great because they're not really competing too much and there's enough span in their um age that you know there's not a lot of competition anyway but it it makes for a good um yin and yang you know (laughs) so so you developed so 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 you've got these two beautiful boys that obviously haven't been thriving and um and so you decided to develop a product for them i mean that's just a huge leap as sarah said you know that's a bold step um creating a new food instead of just scouring the supermarket shelves to find an existing product i mean tell us about that process well, I think you kind of start off by coveting what you love. I mean, I used to eat Jif Smooth out of the jar when I came home from school with my sister. And, you know, my mom would have like freaked out because we were obviously double dipping. Uh, and we'd eat so much that <laughs> that our stomachs would hurt because, of course, probably all those trans fats and everything else floating in it. Um, but we both, I mean, we were diehard peanut butter lover fans, right? And then grow up, fast forward, and I'm in the health and nutrition. So I already love nut butter. Like, I've never seen a nut butter that I haven't necessarily loved. Um, So you kind of do that. And, and, you know, Greg was the worst. I mean, he was in the 5% on height and weight because he'd been in an orphanage for three years. So I was just kind of like a little, not freaked out, but definitely super boosting everything I could possibly think of. And I already loved to cook. So it was just getting even more creative in actually not hiding stuff, but definitely trying to get some extra nutrition in there. And my biggest issue with Greg was that he, um, because he'd been eating porridge for three years, basically, he Mm -hmm. really had crazy issues with texture. And so swallowing was hard. And then if he was trying to eat, like he would not eat animal protein just because imagine to him it was like you know chewing on a rock um so he uh but i wanted him to get protein because he was so darn thin and then all you know nuts have every nut has such a different amount of um, minerals and vitamins that are healthy you know they all like they're not all the same obviously and and nutritional value so um i was making a uh 
protein in my food processor. Like I came up with, well, I knew peanuts were really a legume and then I was going to add the nuts and seeds because he obviously wouldn't eat a sandwich either because he didn't like that texture because that was like glue going down his throat. So, um, so long story short, I kind of went back to, you know, hey, what I love. And then I'm like, I can make this in the food processor. And at the time, the omega-3s were really big. So I was adding the flaxseed oil and flaxseed. And in my house, <laughs> I love to cook. And so my darling husband, um, he does the dishes. And so uh, I was making nutso with no name. I was just whipping up this like tasty nut butter that I could put on an apple or put on a banana for him. And, you know, Gregory would eat it. And um, and, and Kevin was like, one day he's like, Danielle, because I would make it every week, you know, at least because I was eating some too. Um, <laughs> and uh, and he, Kevin was like one day, because I don't know if you guys have made, you know, nut butter in a food processor, but it is like crazy trying to clean yeah and um and kevin's like super frustrated with me and he's just like why don't you just buy this stuff and i was just like you know almost frustrated back like well you can't because it's you know seven nuts and seeds and i've got um, it's complete protein so that was kind of the aha moment and um you know, it kind of, you know, we were making it for birthday parties and my friend's kids would come over and, you know, everybody was loving it. And it just, it just made sense. Wow. That's wow. awesome. So he didn't, he didn't say that's why I love you. When no, <laughs> I only heard that once in 20 plus years. <laughs> God bless him. Oh yeah. So somebody who hasn't tried Nutso yet, um, we know all the people who show up at our mother runner parties have because you generously provide jars of it for them. But um, so how would you describe nutso to somebody? Oh, yeah. It's like an explosion of nuts in your mouth. Like if you love you, you have to be a real lover of nut butters. But if you love nut butters, I mean, and there are some nut butter addicts out there, you know, you're going to love it. And the, re- the way I started it, you you guys know it's crunchy because I wanted to get the different flavors like the hazelnuts or the crunchy pieces with the flax seed that's cracked and ground. So you're getting all the omega-3s and then there's um, some uh, chia seeds in the PF. Like I don't grind everything down or I hadn't been. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of an explosion and your taste buds, like you'll think you're tasting one nut and then you'll get into a crunchy hazelnut. So it's it's an explosion of nut butter you know, fantasticism, if that was a word. <laughs> goodness, nutritional goodness packed yeah. the brim. I mean, that's the thing is when I look at the label, I'm like, I don't think that there's anything that's more like just jam packed with everything you need, right? Yeah. And I mean, well, the great thing is, like I said before, if you look up every nut, you know, that you like or whatever, they're all different. Like some of them have great vitamin E in them. Some of them are great for niacin. I mean, they just all have different um, qualities about themselves. Like we all have great qualities, you know, we're not all the same, right? So, um, you know, that's, that's the reason that I was making it and and it's come up that way. And then we are coming out with creamy. Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. 
If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love for free because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel anytime. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a six- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com AMR. That's BarkBox.com AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com AMR when you subscribe. That's StoryWorth.com AMR. As we know that a lot of people don't like the texture, so um, that's actually coming out in a couple of months, so we're really excited about that. That's awesome. Awesome. Well, so... So, okay, so you have two new sons that are obviously adjusting to a very different life than what they're used to. You're creating this nut butter. And so then you decide, hey, I've got some free time. Why don't I get a charity going to, uh, <laughs> to benefit these kids, which I mean, that- is very important. But my gosh, like, did you sleep? Oh, please. You guys are busy, too. Anybody could do it. And that was a no brainer. I mean, that's where our heart is. You know, years from now, that's where I'll be traveling around all over the world going to orphanages. I mean, that's the kick butt. Awesome. Wow. Love it. Why I'm here kind of thing. Um, Well, so tell us about Project Left Behind. What, What is it? Yeah, well, we started simultaneously, and that was, like I said, just a no-brainer. So it's a nonprofit, 501c3, and my husband and I started it. Nutso's the big supporter. So 1% of all of our um, sales, so it's not, you know, you'll if you really look into other nonprofits, it might be um, net sales This is um, or revenues. This is 100% of our sales. We give 1% to our nonprofit. We have no overhead right now, so 100% of the donations from private and Nutso go to projects. And we vet out and actually go to the orphanages that we support. So every orphanage that we've supported, um, we actually have went to. And usually I'm the one going because uh, Kevin, you know, has a full time job to keep keep me <laughs> with a roof over my head and the boys. And um, so uh, we go down and and we'll volunteer. I always usually cook. I mean, these huge you know meals of lasagna and things like that, that the kids haven't had meat probably in like six months. And, um, and then we kind of just want to, you know, build a relationship with that orphanage. They're always independent orphanages. We did actually do a government run orphanage uh, this past year in Panama, but usually they're independent ones. And, um, and then we find a project that they really, really need help on. And our goal is to um, eventually have like our hub of orphanages and and really um, kind of be their staple of funding. So, you know, this has been just four years of going out and and going uh, off of different referrals and people we know and just kind of networking that way. But um, my favorite is Nepal. That's the first one I ever went to. And um, it was super cool. 35 kids in one house, probably square footage of 2,500 square feet uh, and no running water. Well, there was running water inside, but they still use an outhouse. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So and where else have some of the other locations been? 
Yeah, so we went to Panama, actually took the boys uh, last summer to Panama and to an orphanage for the first time, uh, which was a little like, it was pretty emotional. And um, they were super cute. They read Spanish or tried to read Spanish books to the kids. uh, And we helped um, redo a kitchen and the boys my uh, oldest is really artistic so he actually helped pick out the colors for um, painting the outside of the orphanage and oh, so nice. super cool you can go on our website and see some pictures and then um, been to Guatemala to an orphanage there on Rio Dulce um, and then uh, another favorite places, Cusco, Peru, um, and a Thailand. There's an orphanage there that we support. So yeah, really fun, just beautiful children. And it really makes you think like, I think what is hard and it's really overwhelming, always the first time I haven't had this happen where it hasn't happened yet, I guess, as I'm trying to say, but you get there, you go see the orphanage. And then like that night, you're just like almost really depressed because it's so incredibly hard to think about like, oh my gosh, like it's, you know, it's, just kind of a crapshoot where we're all born you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy to think kids are growing up like this so right well and so tell us about some of the projects so I mean you said you mentioned redoing a kitchen is that is that kind of like you go in and help the building itself or is it education stuff or is it kind of run the gamut or yeah you know our real okay so the foundation is definitely education because we believe that that's the only way that you're going to change their reality is getting them the best education they can possibly get so we um, are big into that with Nepal uh, and and Thailand those are two we've got good educational programs going on and we're actually have an angel project this year where we're trying to raise money for um, five years uh, for education for the orphanage in Nepal so that runs um, it's just over a thousand dollars a year for 35 kids to go to school so that's super important but like the one in Panama yeah we um, actually helped with the kitchen and we helped with um, painting so we'll do that and then uh, we provided roof for the Peru orphanage that's being built in the jungle on two of the dorm rooms and that so that was super cool um, so you know we're in we realize like you can't just give education because there's the fundamental necessities that are needed <laughs> um, sure. So, you know, it kind of runs the gamut where education is definitely like at the forefront of what we're really all about. So that's awesome. Does your perspective change a little bit? Um, I mean, I I read this book called um, Beyond the Beautiful Forevers, which is about the slums of India. And um, Mm -hmm. it was a really, really hard book to read. But, um, you know, there was a quote in there that that reminded me kind of, um, I guess, put some perspective out. And they're like, we have the same problems as you do. Yes. I mean, you know, they don't have toilets and they don't have, you know, a lot of the essentials that we have, but they still, you know, laugh and gossip and chat and enjoy each other's company and have little spats. And I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, I think sometimes like, um, it's, it can, it can be so hard to get overwhelmed by just the situation that you kind of forget about the people. And I'm just wondering if, like, if that changes as you spend time at the orphanages, you get to learn their personalities and you realize that they're, you know, yes, obviously life can be better for them, but they're also not, you know, it doesn't totally seem as, as desperate as it feels. Yeah. You know, that's a great point. Um, the way it is, you know, the ones that I've been to is that especially the independent ones. So the government run orphanages are, uh, the ones I've been to are very different. It's almost like a survival of the fittest. Uh, the ones that are, are, um, independently run are obviously on a charity base, right? So it's somebody's come in and said, Hey, I'm going to open an orphanage and they run it like it's a family. And so, um, everybody's like, 
takes charge. It's not like, you know, the mama of the house is doing the laundry and the dishes and, you know, the kids are playing, right? Like it is in most of our homes. It's no kidding. The kids are taking a big, you know, part of the everyday life and doing it. I mean, they're up at 4 a.m. on the top of the roof getting in barrels of water in the morning before they go to school because the water's running, okay? So, um, they are super happy. The, the orphanage in Nepal had no toys. There were no toys. And the kids, all they wanted to do is learn after they would, like, my head would hurt because I would tutor <laughs> them in English and math. My, the favorite thing I always want to do is tutor. And you couldn't say no because these kids would want to, after they got their work done from, like, say, 4 o'clock in the afternoon till, like, 7, man, they would be all over you trying to learn English and, and math and going over math problems. So, um, you know, they're super happy they, uh, you know i don't ever want people to think that they're not i guess the thing that's hard to um to kind of let go of is that you know the if they don't get a good education they're going you know as kids are super happy right we don't need a lot but when you get out of that situation it's pretty dire if they don't get an education to be able to support themselves and they're kind of just repeating things you know so um yeah i mean that's that's the fun part is the ones that do have a smile on a face and it puts everything in perspective for us i think because we grew up in a we grew up in a society of you know want 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 right what do we really need sure. so right um well Shifting tactics a little, not to sound crass, but um, uh, Nutso was named best of the best by none other than Dr. Oz. So um, (laughs) congratulations on that. We think that must have kind of um, blown your mind when that happened. Um, how How did that come about? Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was, that's a great one. And I love that one. Probably nothing bigger than that will happen with my whole nutso. But um, that was, it was back in 2009. I had just got nutso on the, on the store shelves and of course doing my own PR and marketing and sales is my background and, and obviously being creative with marketing as well is what's made me successful. So, um, so I was just like, you know, I'd seen Dr. Oz on Oprah. He didn't even have his own show. And I'm like a sleuth when it comes to finding what I need to find on Google. You know, I always think I could be a private eye. So, uh, so I find his address of where he works or whatever. And, uh, and he, so I sent him a, a package of nutso. I only have the original. I mean, it was July of 2009. I'm in like maybe 10 stores, you know, and, uh, a month later he emails me back and he's super direct and he's just like, I of course laminated the email, but he's, uh, <laughs> he, he goes and he emails me back and he's like, kudos to you, Danielle. He's like, love nutso. He goes, and his second line was like, I don't endorse anything. And then he just signs it. Right. He's super to the point, which if now, you know, you watch him on TV and you're like, yeah, he would be super to the point. So I'm super to the point back and I'm like, you know, thank you so much. And you know, blah, blah, blah. So then throughout the years, like I keep sending little bits of samples of nutso to the same address. And then um, I'll send like it. I remember sending letters. I should actually like keep all this stuff in one folder. But anyway, and I was to the point where because he never emailed me back again. I mean, fast forward three years, I never heard from the guy again. And he had his own show and. And so um, I would email, I would write letters to the uh, mailman that, you know, would obviously I would think be in this building and be like, I'm sure you're enjoying the nutso. And if you happen to see Dr. You know, I was just being really <laughs> funny because I'm just like, well, it can't hurt. Right. My sense of humor might win, win him over. So um, so I just kind of I didn't give up, but I was totally like every six months I'd send him another pack care package. And then um, I was taping DVRing. The only show I was really taping besides the 2020s, of course, would be the Dr. Oz show. And so. <laughs> 
I would sit in my bed again at night and um, 10 and 11 o'clock to unwind from the day. And uh, I would watch Dr. Oz. Well, it was August of 2011. And of course, my husband, we're in bed again. And um, and so we're watching the Dr. Oz show. And he has this red hot list, Dr. Oz's red hot list or whatever. And it was like he was endorsing products. And of course, my wonderful husband, was. Just, he says to me, you know, well, it's like, I thought he didn't endorse anything. And I'm like, well, good point, darn it. So we go to bed, say nothing else. The next morning, it's a Friday. And I'm like, I want to go do yoga at noon. So I'm about ready to leave. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I was going to email him. So I go and I sit down, find the same email that I've had for four years, you know, and I, I hold it like in, it's like in a, um, you know, I've got it in like a locked box or something. No, I'm just joking. But you know, that's what I feel like with it, right? So I take it out. I say, this you know quick to the point i'm like hey saw your show love it you know was watching a rerun if you ever need nutso for like an audience giveaway or whatever i know you love it i would totally be up for it and um i knew it was probably not gonna go to him right as i was just like there's no way this is still gonna work and so as soon as i sent it i got like a reply back that was like if you have a heart condition email this person if you have a show idea email this person and i was like oh great you know great so i email all those people thinking yeah whatever that's another like lost cause run to my yoga go and do yoga come out check my emails real quick before i even get in the car and um oh my gosh dr ross himself has emailed i mean it was pretty crazy and so he was just like his first question was like well how many stores are you in and i was like what because it was like three years later you know i'm like i'm doing well i'm in like at the time i think it was in 400 but um it's how it all started and we sent product to his show they loved it and we got on september 2011 and he um i didn't even know what the show was going to be about i thought it was going to be omega threes they wouldn't tell me so i send them a ton of product we um my parents and my sister watch it on the east coast and um i'm trying to do work in my office and i'm thinking it's going to be at the end of the show and it's not going to be you know it'll just be like oh for omega-3s here's nutso i love it whatever and um and long story short I, it's 145 i call my mother and i'm just like really i'm like really because we've been on like the today show and we're at the like they're basically rolling the credits at the end and you barely see the jar you know that kind of thing so i'm expecting the same results here and and, um, and I'm just like, really, mom? I'm like, it hasn't been on yet. She's like, no, you know, it hasn't been on yet. And then all of a sudden she goes, oh, because oh, oh, she knew it was going to be in a um, pyramid because they already told they did tell me that part. And so she's hyperventilating. And there's nothing worse than somebody on the other end of the phone and they're hyperventilating. And she's like, oh, my gosh. Oh. And I'm like, mom, what is going on? And she's like, oh, I, I, it's going to commercial. And I'm like, yeah, mom, what is going on? And she's like, well, I just, I, they've been. And so she finally gets it all out that here they've been teasing the whole episode with the number one thing Dr. Oz can't live with out and then they tease it before they go to commercial and she's she's the only one that obviously knows it's going to be in a pyramid and she sees the the pyramids in shadow oh my gosh so yeah so that was super cool so needless to say you know our um, online orders blew up and we weren't even on the east coast in whole foods so it was kind of crazy but uh but yeah it was awesome so wow wow well, the pyramid. That's so cool. So, uh, so you mentioned yoga. Um, I mean, what other type of exercise do you do, and and when do you time find time for it? You know, with all those emails you're sending to Doctor Oz and the the <laughs> nonprofit and the the nut, making smooth nuts. So now, 
Yeah. You know, honestly, well, I love yoga. I've had back problems. So I've been doing yoga for probably 13, 14 years now. So um, I used to do the really sweaty, like, you know, try to kill me yoga. And then finally, I think it was hitting my 40s. And I was like, why am I doing this? Something I don't enjoy. You know, I'm just cheating through the whole thing. So now uh, I actually do yoga just for like stretching and really um, get, you know, it's still a great workout, but I'm not cheating, which I hate to cheat. Right. And then I, I, picked up running probably like 10 years ago, um, more of a, you know, my, I was noticing that it was a lot harder for me to burn calories and stuff. I've always worked out, but I was never, I'm a tall kind of like you are Dimini. And so I was yeah. like, I felt like I was kind of like a lumberjack running, you know, and I, I didn't have the gracefulness of it or something. Um, but I would do like boot camps and things like that, but I got into running and, uh, got into a bunch of half marathons and, you know, doing all that. And then I thought I could maybe be like a land, uh, I was going to say Lance Armstrong, but he's a, well, that wouldn't even probably be, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I thought I could just be this amazing runner, like super um, fast. And then I realized that a lot has to do with how much you're um, converting your oxygen level and all that good stuff that your body. Can. So long story short, I am more of a recreational runner, just signed up for a 5k with my kids. Oh, I do that two or three times a week. And then uh, I do Pilates. They have this like Pilates studio down here. And then I do weight training, but you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but I have to work out for my own sanity and probably to be a better mom as well um and so i you just don't know what you're talking about daniel <laughs> about. yeah and so it's kind of like it's a necessity this isn't something that it's like well maybe i'll go get my toenails painted this is like no kidding i so i just i actually know the night before or sometimes the week before i actually plan it out in my calendar of what i'm doing when because it's it's a necessity so yeah I, you, you make the time you don't find the time that's what we always exactly. say exactly you you're not going to find any more time but oh uh, and it, that's great you know, and if you can incorporate it with your kids, you know, sometimes I'll do that where you, you kind of do something where you can get that exercise in, obviously, with them. Um, my youngest loves to bike ride, so we'll do some crazy, you know, back in the hills, you know, mountain biking, things get lost and, and all that good stuff. But it's all fun, you know, so it's a great workout. Awesome, awesome. Well, you've just been a pleasure to talk with, um, Danielle. Your your energy and your enthusiasm just come, comes through the phone and then um, gosh, I mean, good luck with everything. We wish you nothing but the best. Well, thank you. And I love you guys and your podcast. I'm telling you what, I listen to that when I'm running and I, I, I love them. I mean, you'd think that I'd want more of a, um, music, you know, kind of tempo thing, but you guys, I don't know. It takes me away from it a little bit where I kind of get almost like we're talking right now. So you guys do a great job. So thank you very much. Well, you're sweet. Thanks, Danielle. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye. So great talking with Danielle, and she has generously offered um, a special deal for you listeners, which is um, if you donate $10 or more to Project Left Behind, you'll receive a code for $15 off an online purchase of Nutso of $25 or more. So pretty great deal. If you um, give $10 or more, you get a code for $15 off your Nutso online purchase of $25 or more. And that's at GoNutso, G-O-N-U-T-T-Z-O dot com. And if you want to find more of us, you can go to anothermotherrunner.com or on Facebook, we're Run Like a Mother the Book. On Twitter, we're at The Mother Runner. Our books are Run Like a Mother and Train Like a Mother, and they're available on yetanother.com, that being Amazon. And uh, many happy miles to you. <laughs> <laughs>